Welcome to episode 41 of the Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim, here with Derek and Dan. Good evening. Wow, we got Cyberpunk and Smash Brothers in your backgrounds right now. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's some smashing going on in my image. <laughs> right through the right through the chest. There is. If you're not watching that this, Italian. Uh, if you're not watching the video version, you can go over to YouTube and see Dan's background consists of Sephiroth impaling the beloved oh. Mario. I mean T- Tim, how you didn't you? say Sephiroth correctly. Okay, tell me how to say it. Sephiroth! <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm definitely no? not okay. going to say that. Yeah. Then All there's right, Derek with Keanu and name nameless V cyberpunk <laughs> character. V. v. Whoa. Yeah. V. Hey, same V from uh, Devil May Cry Vendetta? 5? Yeah. What? Exact same. Which is same. the same from V for Vendetta? Dude, it's all connected. It's all it's all, yes. There's a lighthouse all, everywhere. It's all connected. <laughs> yep. There's always a lighthouse. That's right. Well, listen, this has been an interesting couple of days for me, so I just want to take a moment to rant. We don't do a lot of rants on our show unless we ask Derek mm. to talk about peas and, and that kind of thing um, and Maybe monitors and stuff. But I had a horrible experience with CD keys. I've only purchased like three things from them, and I had pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077 from them months ago because it was on sale. I got it for like 45 bucks. I was like, why nice. would I not do this? PC version... 15 bucks cheaper. I'm doing it. So, and they even said there was all these, these notes that would come through that would say, you'll get your key. I forget how many hours, but you'll get your key before launch. So you can download and preload the game to play. So it was all good. I was very excited about that. So I finally, the day before the game comes out, I go to check my order screen to see if my code has populated and an image populates. And I'm not kidding you. It looks like someone in 1995 took a picture of a code <laughs> while moving <laughs> While it was oh, raining. Geez. I mean, it was impossible to read. I even brought my wife over, like, you got to help me with this code. I can't read this thing. We tried it from different angles. We tried it on different devices. It was so blurry and impossible to read. I could, out of the, let's just say there were 16 characters. I forget how many. I think six of them were obvious. And the rest Jesus. and the rest of them were blurry. It was like, is that a Q or an O or a zero? Oh, turns out it was a D. Like, you couldn't mm-hmm. tell. It's actually a picture of a dinosaur. It was really bad. So um, uh, it took me about 30, maybe 35 guesses. So basically, here's what I did. I just started keeping <laughs> a list. I'm going to, like, I wrote down all the possibilities of what it is. And I just input them one at a time into the client to try to redeem it. Here's the problem, though. I'm all for trying to keep bots out of stuff. I've already complained about bots when it comes to pre-ordering consoles. So I hope mm-hmm. this doesn't sound too contradictory, but... Uh, I'm all for keeping bots out, but this CAPTCHA service they had to redeem this code was so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. It's the kind where it shows you a grid of nine pictures, and then you have to it's like click all the pictures with a bus. So you click all the pictures with a the bus. They slowly fade away, and then more of them fade up in their place, and maybe two of them have a bus. So they slowly fade. Like, and it keeps doing that <laughs> until I got rid of yeah. all the buses, and then I hit verify, and it said, please try again. Click all the pictures with bicycles. So I, I had to do like three of those every time I input one code <laughs> attempt. So I, this took me way longer than it should. Did, uh, did you watch the new John Mulaney stand up? 
Yes. The one where he talks about the Trump being the horse loose in the hospital, and then he does the joke about the, literally what you just went through. Like, Yes, exactly. I can't even repeat it because there's so much to it, but like, it's, yeah. it's basically that. It's like, really? So the machines can't get through this ridiculous technology? Like, Dude, that is exactly how I felt. Yeah. I was like, who is this protecting? It's just ticking me yeah. off a customer of yours, and I'm a new customer, and so you want to yeah. win me over to want to keep shopping with you, and I don't ever want to buy anything from CD Keys again. Like, I'd rather spend the extra 15 bucks <laughs> and have the game actually available to install when I want it to. I mean, did like, they offer anything, game. like any compensation? No, their customer service has given me zero responses. The only response I got back was that I'm in their queue and someone will get to me within 24 to 48 hours. Liars. That's all they told me. Derek, you use them often. Does that have you ever gotten some weird screenshot? Like, how does CD keys actually work? Like, what's the? Well, deal? they just scratch off the code and take a picture. Um, okay. most times, sometimes. So they, they they buy them in bulk or something? Is that uh, is that what it is? I or? mean, I think they've got to be a little shady. Shady. But I don't know because <laughs> it to sounds me, shady. I don't know how you get that many codes. So I don't yeah. know how they do it, and I haven't done the research. I actually mm. pre-ordered Cyberpunk through them as well. I got it for $41 because I pre-ordered it back in 2019. Um, <laughs> Holy But my code was clear as day. But it was a scratch-off. Like, you could tell they scratched it off and then just took a picture of it. So obviously, Tim just got an idiot who wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, it looked some like, dr- it looked some like someone guy. was in a hurry and was just like, picture picture yeah. picture like it, that's kind of what it looked like and one of them was taken in motion in motion you know what it was tim yeah it was the the uh the cops just chasing after him because <laughs> he the was shady he business. was still running away while taking pictures <laughs> of more code <laughs> they're like we know the we know you stole those get back here and he's keep taking the picture right oh here. man so that was frustrating i don't chalk that up to that's no that's not a platform related thing that's 100 yeah. percent tim trying to save money and sure. uh, I think anyone that sounds like Derek did too would have bought it on a cheaper platform, especially if it's going to be a platform where you want to play it, like PC. And as we all know now, PC is the place to play this thing. <laughs> For sure. Um, but uh, anyway, all that to say, that was very disappointing. But I know the way I am when it comes to a sale. If something's much cheaper, I'll probably try again. That was just a very disappointing. I've only had experience. like and one issue with them that I can think of, and it was my fault. Like, I bought Doom Eternal, but I bought, I didn't buy a U.S. code. I bought some foreign code, and it kept giving me an error, and I'm like, why? And then I went back to my order history, and I was like, oh, crap. So they just gave me uh, a refund, and then I bought a U.S. code. Like, it was real fast, so. There you go. So I haven't had any issues. Yeah, thankfully, the last one I tried was, there was one character that looked exactly like a b it was clearly a flat line on the left side but i finally was like this could be an eight like maybe maybe it's so blurry that this eight looks like it's got a totally flat left hand side and that was the last character that that i had wrong was the was the eight so got it i i just downloaded it this evening so i don't have any impressions to share with listeners on this one just yet but well i'm sure we'll just like with assassin's creed and other big games we'll be talking about it for a couple episodes probably as we uh, as we played a little bit more, but um, anyway, all that being said, com- complaining out of the way, I, I just had to get that <laughs> off my chest. It was very annoying. Rant over. Rant, yeah, end rant. Um, but have you guys been able to play this? And how much? And what are you thinking about the the latest from CD Projekt Red? So I have I have it on PC and Xbox Series X. 
Um, I decided to get on Series X because I've been console gaming more. So I was kind of hoping it would look good and run good. Um, I have played on both. So I played over an hour on Series X and I played, a, it says time-wise three hours on PC, but I know I let it sit, so I'm probably a little over two hours. Um, my impressions are so far, I like the game, I do. I, I don't love it, but I'm only early on. There's a lot of things I don't like. I even on PC, like it's definitely looks way better. Like I'm playing, I've actually switched it around, and I won't bore our listeners too much with the with the monitor talk. But I've literally tried it on all three of my monitors: 1080p, uh, 1440p, and 4K. Because I wanted to get the best looking picture combined with I was hoping to get the best like frames per second. I ended up. I've made the decision I'm going to stick with 4K because this game has, for those who don't know, on PC, this has DLSS. That's huge for somebody like me who doesn't have a 30 series card. I have a RTX 2070. So in order to run this game at 4K, I need DLSS activated. Um, so I'm running it right now at high settings, DLSS activated on quality, meaning it makes the picture look prettier. It doesn't focus on performance. And um, and then, yeah, it's on 4K. So it's running pretty good. I've got it where it's it runs at about 35 frames per second. Of course, if I wanted to play it at 60, I can make some adjustments. But for this game, I'm focusing more on visuals than I am on frames per second. It looks good. But overall, I don't think this game is that pretty of a game, even on PC. Um, I do think it has a lot of tech and it's got a lot of things going on. Oh, I should mention, I did play with ray tracing, but I didn't see the value of it, so I turned it off to get my frames per second and so I could play it in 4K. Um, but overall, I think it looks okay. I think it plays good. Um, for an RPG, it is all the way, I'll say this, it's 100% RPG. It's got a Mass Effect vibe to to it for me. Even like the shooting and stuff like that. I know Mass Effect games aren't first person shooters, but like just the feeling of it, it's a, you know, basically cover based for the most part. Um, cover based shooter. So you could compare it to Deus Ex as well. But, um, and it, you know, you have your tech powers or tech abilities, all that stuff. So it's got that. Deus Ex slash Mass Effect vibe, which anybody in the, who's ever listened to our show knows those are two of my favorite franchises. Like, Yeah, Deus Ex is great. Does it have a stealth element? Yeah, like yeah. You can, in fact, there's like a part in the game in the beginning where you can accept this chip from uh, your, your sidekick and you can um, uh, do the tutorials and they walk you through everything. Yeah. So there's stealth aspect to it. Uh, it's it's just play it your way. That's it. You level up your way, play it your way. Um, there's a heck of a lot going on with this. I will say this um, before we move on to Dan. Because I started two playthroughs, I did choose to do two different stories. Meaning, on Xbox, I chose Nomad. On PC, I chose Suit. On Xbox, I chose Male Character. I did not mess with his genitalia. And... <laughs> And on PC. Hey, random random question about that yeah. real quick. Is that <laughs> is that like 
some a screen you have to go through, or do you have to dig in? That's to the create a character, Tim. Or no, I, I think that, I like, somehow you... skipped it. So because I just so need to basically, know that because do I need to not start this game when there's? I wouldn't start with kids. So here. basically. Well, so if you choose, so basically, when you're customizing your character, you're shirtless and uh, pantless, but you have <laughs> underwear on. So if you switch to female, you're gonna see her breasts. Um, in order to change the genitalia, you drop down to the genitalia section. It because it, I think the default it says off because it just shows the underwear. But when you switch it from off to, you know, the other two parts, yep. then it shows. You know, a little more than just the underwear. Right, so yeah, yeah, I would advise. Oh, I would not never play doing... this game in front of your kids because yeah, the first no. hour there's tons of boobs. Oh yeah, <laughs> boobs, f bombs. Yeah, this yeah, it's it's a mature yeah. game. It's very mature. So I just wanted to touch <laughs> that on. Sounds like the opposite mature. of mature. So, but go ahead. <laughs> on PC, I, on, I did suit and I did female character. It's corpo. Corpo yeah. specific. So I did suit and I did a female. I, that I didn't mess with her genitalia because I got to have them clean shape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, obviously. But um, but overall, I wanted to point out that the way the game starts for each one, obviously there's a third option as well. Uh, street, street smart, street kid. Yeah. Street kid. Um, but those street two, smart. they start off different, like vastly different. Like, even one of the side characters or one of your, like, I don't Mm want to say crew members. I guess he is. Um, I hope this isn't considered a spoiler. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But, like, for the suit, he's your friend. He's, like, your buddy. You work with him all the time. In Nomad, he's just a stranger. Like, you don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. And He's also a partner as a street kid. So, you you actually meet up with him for a job. So, it's pretty cool because... When I'm playing as a suit, he's talking to me like my buddy. Like, we have a history together. We've worked together, blah, blah, blah. With Nomad, he's just getting to know you. Like, he doesn't know anything about you except that we got to get this job done. Um, After that, the second mission was the same for both both gameplays. Huh? Don't you start out in the the like deserty outskirts of uh, Night City as yeah, the nomad? Yeah, but you quickly you quickly are you within in the first hour you're in Night City, and then oh, that's okay. when you right, go gotcha. into the main mission that is the same for both my playthroughs that I was doing, um, okay. which I won't you know spoil, but but that's where you kind of get into the main story. Um, but overall, like I said, my impressions are I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, I don't know if it will be Witcher 3 level. I don't know. I'll have to see if I really get invested in the characters in the world right now. No. But you got to remember going back to the Witcher 3, going years, years, years back. I'm sure when I first started it, I was a little jarred to like, oh, uh, what am I doing? What are these systems? Like there's some things that I'm like, I have no idea what this does. Um, So yeah. There's a lot of learning for me to do. There's a lot of systems, but so far everything feels good. It looks pretty good. I'm not saying it's ugly. It's not ugly. On PC, on Xbox Series X without the Series X uh, upgrade, so I'm really just playing basically an Xbox One version of the game. It's not ugly, but it's not 
pretty. It does look like... I think for me, my issue is like the coloring. Like the lighting and the coloring of the game is very like bland. It's not very vibrant. Even though they have a lot of vibrant colors they're using, but the way you actually see them isn't very vibrant. Everything looks mm. kind of muddied down, especially on consoles. Um, and then... Like I said, I've heard it compared to like different styles of paints you can get, whether it's like the matte paint yeah. versus sheen or I forget, I forget the different names, but you know what I'm talking about? When it's, you paint yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a glossy sheen to it. Um, yeah. I've heard that it feels like that when you go jump from different consoles outside of the other issues is a kind of flat or matte versus a sheen. I mean, PC, I'm telling you, it's way better looking. Like Tim, yeah, since I'm you're only going to experience it on PC, you're just going to get the better version, but it's, so much cleaner, the coloring, the lighting, everything is just better. And then obviously you can dictate what your frames per second are going to be. Like when I was running it on the 1440p monitor, and Tim and I have the same 1440p monitor, I think I put everything at ultra with DLSS and was running at like 40 to 50 frames per second. Oh, sweet. That'd now I turned ray tracing Dude, for anyone off, listening so. who hasn't heard this, by the way, DLSS is... God's gift to PC gamers who can't afford to upgrade every little thing that comes out. It is so fantastic. Oh, yeah. Without DLSS, get, I like, wouldn't peak be able to run this game on anything yep. but like low settings. Also, same thing with Control. I've got Control running at just unbelievable specs because of DLSS. It's yeah. awesome. Yep. So my impressions are good so far. Um, obviously, I'll keep talking about it. I, I also liked Assassin's Creed when I first started it, and that game can go suck it. <laughs> that's harsh <laughs> alright nice that's good though um, I'm looking forward to firing this one up probably as soon as we're done here since it's late the kids are in bed I'll get this one started and uh, see how mature slash immature this whole thing really is um, Yes, Dan what are you thinking about this so far are you playing on your PS5 yeah okay. um, yeah on my PS5 obviously it doesn't have the upgrade um, I don't have too much to say um, yet just because I'm about uh, where Derek is um, actually, side tangent, um, meant to ask earlier, uh, I bought a new uh, mask that I was curious uh, if I can get your guys' opinion oh, please. on. Yeah, let's see this thing. Um, I was just very curious because I just don't know how I feel about it yet. But, uh-huh. um, you know, let me just go grab it. Hold on. All right. I'm very excited. We wait. With bated breath. The water man is coming to the door, Derek. The wa- remember that yeah. the old water man <laughs> what is Freitas doing this, he's going to get a mask he wants to show us a mask oh my there it is so I'm just trying to be extra safe you know while uh-huh. saving the community uh-huh. well I mean you, you know, look better for once gotta protect them from COVID yeah. so I, and I have I'll- a feeling and if you're just listening you gotta go over to YouTube <laughs> to see what he looks like uh, but I have a feeling that might not stop all the COVID droplets from making its way through. I don't know, man. <laughs> I got bit by a radioactive spider. I'm pretty strong. So. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is very true. Well, good luck battling the COVID and looking <laughs> cool at the same time. Thank you. Yeah. Does it, I was going to see if I could actually keep this on, but I don't know if it sounds muffled. No, I can way. actually hear so. you surprisingly clearly. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, my uh, my sister and her um, now fiance actually got this for me for um, my birthday. It actually, a few does months look ago. really cool. <laughs> it's actually pretty legit. It's got the zipper in the back. It's it's actually pretty snug, and it's got the uh, the eyes that are more like the uh, Tom Holland Spider Man. 
Have you uh, taken time to hang upside down and have your wife pulled the mask down a little bit to kiss you upside down yet? Have you tried it? Uh, well, you know, Tim, I don't kiss and tell, so, you know. Fair enough. But, you know, I'm just, I'm so busy saving the world. I know. Or saving Plymouth. Yeah. Because that's where I live. Right. So. You keep it, you keep the world small. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, so cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it, I am, so I am enjoying it. Uh, there's a lot of exposition in the beginning. There's a lot going on. There's not too much gameplay. And when I was listening to, um, uh, blood from, uh, easy allies, he was, he was mentioning how he was many hours in and there's not like a ton of like kind of action going on. Hmm. There's, there's just kind of a lot of experiencing characters and, okay. and, and kind of being in the, uh, in night city, there's just this, a lot going on in night city, even though the game because it's having the issues, you know, it's not running super well. So, like, like for instance, like, pedestrians will, like, bump into each other, and it just doesn't seem like the AI is quite where it should be. Gotcha. Um, but there is just, in general, a lot going on. Like, it, it is super cool to kind of just look up and just see all, the, like, the skyscrapers and the cities and, like, an overpass that's kind of, like, wedging in between buildings and, like, you know, this just it just seems very alive. Yep. Um, but again, the AI just kind of needs to be there, and and maybe just actually having more pedestrians. I think Clayton actually mentioned he's like, why isn't there more pedestrians on the uh, on the sidewalks just walking around? It seems a little barren. So hmm. I don't know if they didn't if they don't have kind of more going on because they know the game's a little broken still. So. Hmm. All right. Um, but I've, yeah, I've it's, heard people compare the combat to Wolfenstein in some ways. Is that at all fair when you're going full action? Does that feel like not even so? Okay. Right. Well, like, so it, it depends, right? Like, what you're doing, because, like, so I got in this firefight. I did this little, like, the first side quest I did. Um, there was, like, a, a pachinko rink going on, or pachinko ring going on that I needed to, um, this cop kind of, like, that I bumped into was like, hey, can you go, like, take down this wom- woman running this illegal pachinko ring? And um, so I was taking cover, like Derek said, because it is cover-based. And uh, I started hacking this one person. So what's fun about the hacking is like there's different things you can do with the hacking. Um, first, you got to actually inf- infiltrate their system because apparently in the future everyone just has computer chips in their brain, and then you can hack them. So, um, and you can do you can do various things that I guess kind of hinders what they're capable Star of. Starset has been warning um, so you- about those people. It's true. <laughs> um, so like before you even start messing like start shooting a person or meleeing them you can kind of like take them that like kind of leave them at a disadvantage before you even start doing any of that um or just things in the environment like if there's a machine that you can hack and like kind of make it explode to like distract them things like that yeah. which i i'm sure in deus ex that's pretty common but to be honest i've not played a lot of deus ex so that's, um, it's a great but game, just, by the way. The Actually, yeah. both uh, Human Revolution and Mankind <laughs> Divided, well, both, Spider-Man, so. both still hold up fantastically. I would recommend both those games. Yeah. Um, well, cool. It sounds like this game is decent. I am excited to give it a whirl. I was not expecting it to be my instant game of the year. I feel like I've already got a couple of those this year, but I was expecting right. it to yeah. be you know, a really fun... I shouldn't say the word spinoff. A really fun uh, new experience from CDPR, who That's I love because of the Witcher series. But they don't make perfect games. I think The Witcher 3 is really close to a perfect game. It's amazing. But they've got games that have issues, of course. But 
Um, I'm looking forward to this one. They, they're good storytellers and good. Well, and they're uh, they're really good about like patching their stuff. Like they already they already well, that's did what another I, patch for PC and PS4. Like today, literally. Yeah, that's what a I wanted to add. Launch, they had another patch. Yeah. That's what I wanted to end off at because, like, I don't know if it's just everyone's just so freaking tense because this year has just been garbage and just extra like let's complain even more than we normally complain. But yeah. like. I get it. Like, it sucks. The game, you buy $60 and it has these issues. That's very annoying. I I understand that. But it is this just massive, massive game. There's a lot going on. on. There's a lot of systems. There's There's just a lot. So, yeah, it's going to have issues. And you know what? Like... So did Witcher 3, but everyone loved Witcher 3, and then time kept going, and they so, yeah, kept I adding, they for- um, well, Witcher adding content and fixing well, things. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think people forget, and you can say, oh, we're making excuses or not, but there's a there's a couple of legitimate arguments here. First of all, The Witcher 3, when it came sure. out, yeah. was good, but it was yeah. a little broken. It was definitely buggy and janky, and they had to patch it a lot to fix that. And as we all know... If you play The Witcher 3 right now, even on console, it's a way better version of what it was at launch. So that's the first thing. I can agree with that. Even as someone who was head over heels for it right away, and I was able to... I forgave all the bugs. There were so many bugs at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I remember there being weird character moments, and Garrett would all of a sudden like appear really high in the air and then fall and die. Like I had all kinds of weird stuff happen in that game. But it never made me like it any less because I was enjoying the game so much. And then and what the but other thing I was so going to say is... Now. I think it's important to understand that when The Witcher 3 came out, and even I saw the one guy, just another idiot, making a dumb, stupid post about how uh, CD Projekt Red isn't as good as as we, we say they are. He was doing the comparison of like Red Dead Redemption 2 and how it has no bugs and blah, 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 and I'm going... What? Yes, yeah. it does? Well, but it's not as, it's not as broken. I can't admit it's not as broken as some of the things going on with... Rockstar has way more money, but it's not just that. It's also you got to remember. There's a couple things here. I'm going to go over. Hopefully, I won't miss. First thing is The Witcher Three, Red Dead, all those. They were released on one platform. Okay, Red Dead actually had a couple, but uh, The Witcher Three came out on base PS4, base Xbox One, and PC. That's it. There was no other optimization, anything else they had to do. This game is being released on base consoles, pro X uh, level up consoles, uh, Series X, PS5, and PC. So if you don't think that does not impact optimization and cleaning up bugs and all this in a game, you're an idiot. Like, that's why for me, and and they couldn't do it. I totally understand why they couldn't do it because they announced this game seven years ago. This game never needed to come out on PS4 and Xbox One. It needed to be PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, and at minimum Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. But honestly, that should have been shafted too. But if they did that, they can't. They wouldn't have been able to not have it on the base ones. Yeah. Considering how long it took for the game to be made, they couldn't take that into account. No. They didn't know. That's what I'm saying. Then when this the next game was, was supposed to launch start, before so. Series X and all that was out, so I understand why they didn't do that. Plus, 
Again, they're trying to sell a video game. You don't want to eliminate a <laughs> a base console that has over a hundred and what fifty million sold yeah. units. So you you don't want to cut that off. So point is, is optimization is a little bit more tricky. Plus, the other thing I wanted to bring up is the actual game. I just explained to you in the beginning that if you choose, there's three different paths that you can start out with. They're not identical. They're different. Right. So even if somebody says, I beat this game in 25 hours, well, you beat playthrough number one in 25 hours. Yes, it's going to be similar to playthrough number two and three, but there are significant differences with each character you choose. So it is a new experience. There's a lot of differences, whereas a lot of the games people are comparing it to, Red Dead is a single story. There is no uh, no uh, choices that dictate, and maybe you see different cutscenes. There is no RPG yeah. really, besides like you can you know upgrade your gun a little bit and stuff like that, clean it up. But they're they're completely different games than what they're trying to do here. So I hate when the internet does these uh, comparisons to everything, and they do know, and you've heard me say this before, there's no critical thinking. There's no nothing beyond, well, Red Dead's a big game. Okay, cool. But there's more to it than that. And yeah, totally. again, as I would agree with Dan, as he just said, hey, Red Dead, Rockstar, Tad bit bigger than CD Projekt Red. Now CD Projekt yeah, Red way bigger budget. has gotten bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are not the size of a rock star. They are not the size of an EA. They're not these big publishers that can take on a big. This is to me a huge RPG. Take on a big RPG, open world RPG, and they have you know this eighteen studios working on this one game. Like they don't have that. So there's a lot lot to go on. There's a lot of variables. I think so far, like I said, PC-wise, I'm not running into any bugs or any issues. I'm only an hour in on Xbox Series X, so I'm sure I would run into them there. Um, so it's not perfect, but I think as time goes on, you're going to see it getting cleaned up. Like, you're going to see the bugs yeah. get fixed. Well, 100%. You're going to see yeah. animations get fixed. You're going to see graphics get better. Oh, yeah. You're going to see optimization, I think, even on PC and console get better. That's what I love about them. And for those who are like, well, why didn't they wait? Suck it, dude. You're the one that was whining about them delaying it for three weeks. <laughs> like, that's the shit that yeah, pisses you me You bought off. it anyways, guy. Like, they whine about these you bought delays, it anyway. <laughs> but then when the game comes out and it's not perfect, why didn't they wait a year? Because you would have cried like a little baby. Like, they still released a quality game. We're also forgetting that this is a... I haven't looked recently, but last time I checked, Metacritic was 91. A lot of people are yeah. online are talking about this game like it's a 70, like it's a disappointment. It's a 91. Well, well, well again, like I said, it's the hyperbole. Well, and, right? then, and then, the you know, even yeah. Fab in our group, people making excuses, this game's getting overlooked for... All. No, again, it's taking into consideration that you're taking the <laughs> bugs, and then you're going, how much is it impacting my gameplay and enjoyment? If it's minimum, then you don't knock the game. If it's more than minimum, then yeah, you have to knock the game. You have to go. But see, what I've seen is very consistent. I've watched a lot of video reviews. I've watched and I've read a bunch of takes on it, folks who have actually played it. 
I've only seen a few that have said this game is so riddled with problems on especially the console versions that you know I find it to be unplayable. So I've seen a few of those and I empathize with those people that Do sucks. you empathize most with of the Cali Plague though? She's woke. No, most of the things that I've seen are, <laughs> especially the ones that are really bashing it, are folks who aren't even really playing it. Either they've skipped it, they already don't like The Witcher, so they won't like this one, and they just love basking in the lack of success of something that they don't really love. Yeah. That's oh, most That's most of what it is. And everyone else that's talking about bugs is pretty much just saying, yeah, no, it's got some open world bugs, but it's not killing my experience. Uh, which is what I said. I would say that about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's got a good amount of bugs that I run into, but none of them are gameplay breaking. They just kind of make me chuckle. And I actually just pretend like they're part of the animus and who cares? It's not really messing with me. Like the boat loading up 20 feet above the water doesn't ruin the game for me. Or having yeah. a deer that's all of a sudden like up in a tree. Like, why is it up there? Like, well, who I mean, cares? unlike anybody the, the, else, the, uh, I want things to be better. But when you're looking at, and I'll say it for Assassin's Creed Valhalla too. These are huge open world games with a ton of systems, yeah. ton of choices. It's not like it's some linear story where they can control everything around you. I was going to say they can't make sure. I don't think they can account for exactly. Every We're talking about multiple that they've created thousands yeah. and thousands of variables that could cause something yep. weird or odd to happen to you. And Dan, what were you going to say? Um. Oh, I was just going to say a funny glitch that I saw. But, um, I mean, that's why they have these consoles now even set up to be like, when the game, when the system crashes, like, it's like, hey, do you want to let the developer know? Like, yeah. it sends, like, or a video clip. You can even send a video clip, like, hey, this is what happened when it crashed. Oh, like, that's in Cyberpunk? Yeah. They have that? Well, it's, it's, well, I'm saying the consoles system. do that. Oh, oh yeah, it's got built, it. Like, yeah, like when my PlayStation 5, and the PlayStation 4 did it too. When it, when a game did crash, um, oh, you know, the yeah, error message yeah, yeah. would pop okay. up and yeah. then it would be like, hey, you know, send, you know, kind of like pinging them like, hey, heads up, like I had a crash here and you yep. can even attach a video clip to it. So like, yep. because, again, yeah, they can't they can't take into account all of these situations. Um, it's just like because it, it, they, they build the games and there's the AI kind of doing certain things and, you know, certain characters will bump into certain other you know you'll bump into a certain character at one moment versus like your friend bumping into them somewhere else like yep you know absolutely um but uh yeah your buddy in your buddy in cyberpunk uh when i was on that mission that derek was talking about he didn't want to spoil he like he like walked through a locker um like right through it but like there was like i, I guess like just a bunch of paper in there so like when he walked through it, like all the paper just like very aggressively like shot out of the locker, <laughs> and like it was just like floating every. It, it actually looked super cool and yeah. it was super funny. Um, but yeah, bugs are kind of sometimes just funny to be well, honest. Well, so like, I'll, it, I'll mention one more thing about this, just from an outsider's perspective, since I haven't experienced this game specifically yet, um, and then we'll move on to the to the next topic here. But um, I do think the more that open world games are trying to add to their world. The more it's like Derek just mentioned the word variable. That's exactly what it is. You're adding more variables that can create some kind of chaos in your system you've built. So if you look at something like Breath of the Wild, which is amazing, I love that game. It was my favorite game of 2017. Love it. But that game really doesn't have a ton going on in the open world. Like while you're exploring, there's not hundreds of different characters and creatures and animals and water and all these th and wind and weather it doesn't have all that stuff all going on at once that could cause chaos no matter where you turn then something like assassin's creed you've got everything everything from there's even like little um 
pods of fish in the water because you could go fishing anywhere you want to go there's new sections that are loading up with more fish and with more game in the woods and with more enemies on the roads like it's constantly spawning new creatures or characters within whatever that whatever that radius is that they've programmed to say wherever you are we want to make sure that everything's loaded in around you that is unbelievably taxing i would imagine on any system to ask it to do that. And so something like cyberpunk is trying to do a ton, something like Witcher three, I think was trying to do some, but it could spread it out more at the, I think in a game that's more wide open, you can spread it out more. And if you look at something like uh, ghost of Tsushima, one of the reasons why I only hit a small handful of bugs in my whole time with that game, just a, a few little hiccups here and there, nothing crazy. And it was usually graphical or, um, maybe a character loading in a weird spot. It wasn't anything crazy in that game. But that yeah. game doesn't have a lot in the world either. It's got it doesn't have a lot happening all at once. Is what I'm saying. Right. You're not right. constantly hunting. It's like pockets of like certain exactly. things happening. It's like these little yeah. events will load up, which I think is very yeah. smart. By the way, I think it's a smart way to do it because that allows your game well, to stay clean of a lot of those bugs. Yeah. But, well, isn't that how they try to design it? It's like it's almost like they're hiding the stuff so you don't see it, yep. and then as you approach a certain area, then it starts to load that stuff in. Yep. So it's like it's not just like literally everything is just like in a place and and it's like an actual real world where everything's just moving around at the same time. Correct. But that's the criticism that some folks and I disagree with them, but some folks have for Ghost of Tsushima is it feels very um, segmented like that. Like they, some people Mm. saw that as too obvious as they're playing it. I didn't. I thought it was fine. But anyway, all that to say. Uh, I'm not going to forgive any game, no matter who makes it, if the game is awful and unplayable, but that doesn't sound like that's the case with this one. So I'm not, No. I've only had one cra- – so, and to be fair, I've yeah, only played about three, four hours. I've literally only had one crash. Okay. So All right. But, and that's probably yeah. your PS5's fault because Sony's the worst. All right. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> All right. The only other game Anti-fab. that I'm playing also includes Keanu Reeves. We didn't even talk about Keanu Reeves yet, although I do know he's <laughs> a huge character in Cyberpunk. But um, I'm playing a game that features one of his biggest characters. I'm not playing a game that includes him. He's not in this game. But his likeness is <coughs> excuse me, his likeness is in there, and that's John Wick Hex, which is a spinoff from the John Wick movie series, of course. It introduces a new villain, <clears throat> but also includes a whole bunch of characters that you would recognize if you watch the movies. And there's this whole setup where they're talking with each other and they're telling a story about what, you know, kind of like what did John Wick do next kind of a thing. And um, and then it will cut to the level where you control them. So the game plays like a very time-based strategy game. So you go into an area, and of course it's called Hex because the new villain's name is Hex, but also the game is okay. kind of run on a Hex-based system. So you have all okay, these dots all over the level, um, and you can choose to move. And each one costs you – you have a bar at the top that is uh, essentially a few seconds, and it's constantly moving. And so every movement will take – like a half second, or if you're going to squat and then roll, that's going to take you like a second and a half or whatever. So it's like these the cost of time. Everything that you do costs you time. Reloading a gun or wrapping up a wound, all those things will cost Is it almost like, um, uh, what is it, uh, Valkyria? Uh, what the hell is that? It's, yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is the only yeah, one Valkyria that I really Chronicles played. Like I played 4 for quite a while. Yes, it's got some elements of that. It's got a little bit, every once in a while, I got a little bit of vibe from... Um, that SteamWorld heist game where you kind of have to plan your okay. shots, but it's not turn-based yeah. like that, so it's not quite that. Um, okay. But it's it's an interesting combination between action. Oh, sorry, between action and then also strategy because of all the time-based right. stuff. So you'll see an enemy. Everything. It's all about time freezes, and you decide what to do. 
you want to take a shot? What's your percentage of hitting that person? Is it going to hurt them enough? Are they going to shoot you first? You can yeah. you can see at the top, you know, they'll get a shot off first, so you might want to just duck or move behind a pillar or something like that. So it's pretty fun. It's not very fast-paced until you really get into okay. a groove of it. You can yeah. start to speed it up a little bit, but it's meant to yeah. be strategy. It's not meant to be right fast-paced action but that's why i like some of these more these newer strategy games because like so like final fantasy tactics obviously a fantastic game yeah but it's of the old style of strategy games right so you have this this grid based uh movement system and and that worked at the time and like you could still play it and enjoy it now but i i think if you want to uh evolve that particular genre strategy, like doing something like a uh, Valkyria Chronicles, like yep. I'm, I super love that system because, yeah. like, you have the different classes of soldiers yep. um, that can move various dins- uh, distances, and it has like that meter that shows you, you know, some of them can go super far. The yep. ones that are kind of bulkier dudes with the like that spear thing um, can't move very far, but they're stronger. They do like pretty heavy attacks, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think stuff like that but is, it's not, is super But it's not trapped fun. on a grid, right? You can kind of move more. Right, yeah. You yeah. just freely roam, which is really cool because there are moments where you want to take cover. Because mm-hmm. depending on certain enemies, if you're not taking cover, like if there's a tank on the battlefield and you're just exposed, like that character is probably going to die in one hit. Yep. So like that's where the strategy element comes in too. So. Well, I think if, if, yeah. if that sounds interesting to folks, basically it's all about sight lines and uh, managing your time. Like how long does it take me to do a move? And if that sounds interesting to yeah. you, give it a shot. It's not a game with tons of... I mean, there are a few little upgrade things you can do, I believe, um, but it's mostly a game about just figuring out the level. So, yeah, very strategic, very time-based, and it's all about sight lines. Can you see the enemy? Can they see you? And uh, and that kind of thing. So it's fun. It's cool. Um, but that's all that I'm playing, and I think Cyberpunk is the main thing for us to talk about for what you guys are playing, too. And for the rest of our time, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to talk about... The Game Awards, which just aired this past week. Uh, I got to be 100% honest. I had no time, and by the time it had started, at that point, no interest in watching the whole thing. And it's not because I didn't want to see the reveals or see who won. I do. I did want to find out all that stuff. (laughs) I was just having a pretty crazy week, both with work and with family stuff. And um, I'll tell you, it is surprisingly... um, Oh, discombobulating is the best word I can think of when you're totally removed from your normal room. Like our bedroom is where my office is. That's kind of like my sanctuary. I can go there during the day for quiet during work time. I can go there in the evenings. You know, that's just my, that's my place. I don't have that right now. So right now I'm set up right in the middle of all the chaos. And so, (laughs) yeah. So by the time the game awards started, chaos was just picking back up to a full tilt. And so I didn't have a chance to watch it, but I have watched a bunch of the trailers that have been revealed and I took a look at a few of the winners. I haven't seen all the winners. We'll look through those in general. Did you guys watch this number one? And in general, did you like it? The game awards? I didn't watch it. Um, you didn't watch any of it? No, I'm, I'm a busy man. Nowadays, <laughs> did you watch any of the trailers there? Did you see like, you saw some of the Bioware teasers, right? So we can talk about that. Yeah. I saw dragon age four, and I watched Mass Mold. Effect, and I watched, what is it, Back for Blood? <laughs> yeah, the uh, Left for Dead yeah. kind of I, uh, spin-off. Or, uh, I have a, a lot of seething rage inside of me to to spill out about that Bioware stuff, Timothy. Yeah, let's, let's start with that. So that was a big yeah. thing going into the Game Awards, was Bioware is going to show footage. I think the term they used was we're going to show footage from the new Dragon Age yeah. game. 
right? They or they said they were going to show a, a, the newest look or, or something, like, kind of still vague, but not. I think it was the t- a term-like footage where it's like you're going to okay. see video of the new Dragon Age. They didn't say gameplay. And it, sure. You know, they were smart about the terminology. But as a non-Dragon Age mega fan like you guys are, I, I watched it and thought, all right, I mean, that was nothing, but okay. And well, honestly, I thought the same thing about the Mass Effect tease too, to be totally honest with you. But um, <laughs> I thought Bioware really didn't do much to get me excited about right. either of these franchises. But I'm curious, Dan, what do you think? Well, let me just let me just get my rage out of the way because yeah, like do it. So all right, so recently Bioware was in in the in the news, the gaming news, because uh, Casey Hudson and then I just I can't remember the other dude's name. I'm yeah, sorry. but he's the main um, Dragon Age guy. Yeah, the main Dragon Age guy. <clears throat> they left bioware um two very important figures his exactly. name is john dragon. johnny dragon uh, <laughs> uh he's also in yakuza um but uh yeah they're very important uh, car- uh people that left the company so like you know however you want to spin it however you want to discuss it whether that's good or bad i think a lot of people are concerned i would say for the most part i say i, I think most bioware fans are concerned right now so with For those sure. fans being concerned and sort of in a negative headspace, I don't think it's appropriate yep. to show two teas. Like it gave some information, but like we already knew that one character was going to be the next Dragon Age. We knew that his. I'm pretty sure he uh, spoke some lines in that first teaser they showed. Um, if and I'm trying not to say his name just for spoiler reasons. Um, so like we already knew that, so that's not like shocking. Um, they didn't show gameplay. Um, we don't know what the world's really... Lo- I mean, if if those visuals that they showed in that teaser are pretty on par with what the game will look like, it'll look nice. That's great. But, like, they didn't show freaking gameplay. And then Mass Effect, we already knew a new Mass Effect was coming. I'm pretty sure they just actually straight up said, like, recently, didn't they? Didn't they do, like, a press release where, like, yeah, we're making another Mass Effect? I, I gotta say that I feel like... The, a few people I've seen respond about the Mass Effect trailer kind of missed the point of Mass Effect is coming. Well, they will like, continue. Yeah, a Mass Effect game's coming. I already know that. That's not what they're talking about. They're clearly hyping you on the fact that Liera is looking for Shepard. That's fine. Mass Effect is coming, meaning like the original trilogy is coming back. That's fine. That's what they're. That's what they're hyping. But I'm sick and tired of people just teasing me on stuff. Just show me some godforsaken gameplay. Yeah, but and if I you actually, don't have gameplay, I, then I don't disagree. show me anything. Okay, <laughs> gameplay, I get it. But this game's probably far, far away. No, that's fine. But like, but already... I'm excited that they were hype. Like they were, they were giving right. Mass Effect fans what they wanted. But let me and give most you a hype. Of them, it was over their damn head. None of them. None of them were like, "Was that Liera? Yeah, it's Liera, you moron. Let She's me... looking for Shepard. <laughs> but let me give you a hypothetical. Imagine two years from now, they actually do have some sort of gameplay, right? And they okay. showed something with Liara, however you pronounce her name, that trailer, and then, like, going into, like, actual combat or something. Like, wouldn't have that been way cooler instead of just the, the like, 30-second thing that you saw? Oh, okay. Well, you're asking a, an obvious answer. Yes. Yeah, way exactly. So I'm but sick and tired of these dumb is, companies making these stupid trailers that tell me you're nothing. Saying, you're saying two years from now. I'm saying this is pretty cool because they're confirming basically that Shepard or that time period is coming back. That is, I believe, what they were counting on to hype people. 
Okay. And like I said, again, I can't speak for all of the internet, but I saw a good amount of people commenting saying, yeah, we know Mass Effect is coming back. And it's like, oh my god, you missed the entire point. Like, they didn't, like, spell it out for you, but they were like, Liera picking up N7 armor, that's Shepard. Like, that's what they're hinting well, yes. at. So I thought and that that's... was cool, like, to just have a little, like, hype piece. As far as Dragon Age goes, I personally liked it. Of course, yes, I'd love gameplay and so on. But I actually thought there was a couple portions where they were showing, like, like scenery, like the places that you, I guess you're gonna be. Yeah, in. I was like, and that's fine. This doesn't look like Dragon Age at all. Like this is u- very unique. Like this it looks is. totally different. So I, I like that. I liked getting a little peek into what they're doing with these two games. Um, but yeah, overall, like I'm, I guess it, a little more excited than most people. But I thought it was pretty cool. I'm just for me. I'm just. It, and well, it I know where you stand. If it's yeah. not gameplay and a release date, you're pissed. It's. <laughs> well, I think you were saying something else, Dan. Besides gameplay, what else were you? Because you were saying something else. Well, it's just for the sh- it's for the shareholders, right? Because it's the bottom line is like at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, people are going to want gameplay. Otherwise, I don't care. Go away. I don't want to see your dumb teasers because the bottom line is you're not showing me what the game actually looks like. And even when you do, then years later, right, when the game starts to come out, you have all these cynical people be like, oh, look at what it looked like when you first showed it. But then look at it now. Like um, with Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs, that trailer was amazing Mm -hmm. and it was gameplay. And then the game came out and there was side by side, you know, um, you know screen grabs so on and so forth and and the original footage looked way better and then the game came out i was like why does it look like garbage so like then you have those situations it's like just stop showing me teasers i don't care just you're making the game that's awesome i'm excited just wait until you actually have some gameplay even if it's a short snippet like i just want to see what the game is going to look like it, it, like more or less in its finalized state. Yeah, I, I see what you're you saying. know when they when they announced Fallout when they announced Fallout Four that was amazing. Now the game didn't turn out as I wasn't as into it as I was with like Fallout like Three. Like the six month um, announcement game drop. Yeah. Yes, like it was like people pretty much assumed it was coming, but like when it actually happened, like when when they announced it and then it, yeah, it was that six month window. That was freaking awesome. I, but that I was think so there is a difference here you know? between what you're saying, Dan, but. And Derek, I'm agreeing with what you're saying that it's it's okay to be hyped by this kind of thing. And here's why, again, outside looking in, I am only a casual Mass Effect fan, and I never got into the Dragon Age series. Maybe those things will change, but um, apparently not. You're a complete loser. But go on. Neither, neither, neither. <laughs> well, you've played the best Dragon Age, Tim. Uh, Star Wars. Fallen I did. Order. You're right. <laughs> Um, neither one of these teasers did anything for me. Now they looked cool, and I totally picked up on the thing with liara and shepherd because i'm very i'm aware of how everything went with the original trilogy but but that did nothing for me all that this is what that made me think i wonder if this game will come out during this gen of consoles because this is clearly nowhere close so (laughs) i'm okay with getting excited about a story or so and so is back in a series that kind of thing but if you do it this far out that that's where i feel like that would have been i think dan this is your point drop that like within a year of the game coming out, some major reveal about a character in the game and the direction it's going. That being said, Bioware has not been in the best graces with all of its fans in recent years. So for them to let us know that they are trying to recalibrate and focus on yeah, the two franchises we like the most, 
That is a smart move. So I kind of see both ways. On the one hand, it's like it doesn't do much for me. The storyline dropping that, you know. It just but it depends on somebody how somebody registers that, yeah. right? Because you're saying I get what you're saying, and that does make sense. But like, so I'm a Dragon Age fan. I was not satisfied whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, right. Be- right. Like that's the thing. Because like, great. So you're trying to recalibrate. That's fine. But I want to see the game. Yeah, I got you. Like I already know this existed. You already showed me a teaser. Like I don't need a second teaser. Yeah. Stop teasing me, damn it! Just give me the goods. <laughs> Let me touch your goods. Dan doesn't like to be teased, all right? So everyone take note. He does not like to be teased. So those those were two of the bigger name, of course, uh, IPs that were dropped. But I want to talk about a few of the other trailers and reveals that were shown. And I was able to watch most of these, uh, to catch up on most of these. Uh, Near Replicant, which was, I think, revealed before the awards. But it's, you know, close enough. Yeah. Um, This looks really cool. And... I happened to read something right before we started recording, and I don't know if this is true, but they're made by the same folks. Someone said this picks up right after the end of Drakengard. Are those two series connected? Yeah. I is didn't it? know that, but yeah. now I want to read all huh. of it. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I know that this is a it's a remake, but like completely fleshing it out even more of the first near. Dude, I, I did believe. not know those games were connected. Now I'm super pumped. But but I didn't know Dragon Guard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gameplay looks like a lot of fun. Looks like it's gonna be you know crazy, action packed, violent, all that good stuff. It comes out April 23rd on last gen consoles, basically PS4, Xbox One, but then PC as well. That looks good. Um, super Smash Bros. revealed a character. Oh. Uh, which character Can was I- this? It's, uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this. Hold on. No. Son of a Hang on. I'll, I'll come back to it. There's going to be a new map for Among Us called the Airship coming out in 2021. Why is this not working? Oh, there it was. <laughs> so I hope that comes through. There was a pretty cool trailer there for Smash Brothers uh, revealing that Sephiroth is on the way um, to that game. It, it was cool. There was some epic moments there. There it is. There it is. There is a classic image, which is behind Dan's (laughs) head right now, uh, that they already introduced. And that was during all the craziness and the battling, all of a sudden, Sephiroth, there's there's like a silhouette of what looks to be Sephiroth having Mario impaled on his giant sword. It's actually going through the and strap then, of yeah, his Yeah, when it uh, kind of changes stuff. camera angle, Mario looks down and it's it's the sword is holding him up by his <laughs> um, his overall strap. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then Cloud comes in to save the day. But anyway, um, that's cool. I mean, they could. That was pretty much the highlight for me, Tim. I, I hear Everything you. Everything after that. Yeah. I hear you. Here's And that was the beginning. Just, that was literally the first thing. I'm sorry. This is going to trigger some people, but I just wish Smash Brothers were a game that I cared about or enjoyed playing. But no. yeah, I don't care about it. Um, it's cool that they add all these characters, Ugh. and I always think it's fun, but I'm never that into it. But anyway, um, I hate, I hate Left for Dead fans, you've got a essentially a clone of your game that looks like coming out in Back for Blood, this multiplayer Dude. zombie game. That looks wacky and zany and crazy, just like Left for Dead. Looks like I've never played Left for Dead, but I am very excited to try this because I've always heard great things about Left for Dead, so now I get to you know. It was a fun party game, like a, like playing with, playing with friends killing zombies yeah we 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 need to get a fourth person and then the four of us murder some zombies yeah, it did look that was a cool trailer for that one i liked that uh i don't think we saw what the game itself looks like in action it was just a cinematic trailer but i would assume no this is, they did did they show first person shooting and that kind of thing okay. yeah i must have missed that part so it, when you were actually watching the um the award show they they showed that trailer which is probably the one that you saw uh, okay and then um somebody came on i, I forget so it's, it's first person uh, yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, got it. Yeah. Uh, then they showed, uh, they teased this game called 
the Callisto Protocol, which at first I thought, is this a new Dead Space game? Because it has a lot of Dead Space vibes, a little bit of alien vibe to it. It basically starts in what looks like this um, outer space jail cell. And this crazy stuff is happening. This guy gets out of his bed, goes to the cell to see what's going on. And then it looks like his bunkmate has turned into this horrible monster that, you know, all these tentacles come out of his mouth and destroy him. It just looks real creepy, real atmospheric um, coming out in 2022. So Tim, can I um can I get you can I get you real excited and then just completely destroy your excitement? Yeah, yeah do it. Um, so it is from the creator of Dead there Space. There you go. And then, uh, what I read afterwards, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't even want to believe it to be honest with you. But it, apparently, it is legit. It's within the PUBG universe. Apparently, why? <laughs> what is wrong with people? What does that even mean? I don't know. PUBG universe? Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh. Like, what does that, what does that mean? By the way, we pause this conversation to tell you that our episode is brought to you by Jones Cane Sugar Soda. Hey! Have, what flavor? I mean, this is the cream soda. Okay. I like the apple one. I like the sour apple It's one. all very good. Uh, not a sponsor, but I do like it. All right. But we will accept <laughs> But money. we would accept soda or money. Um, <laughs> then they showed this game. Uh, I shouldn't say then because this is not in order. I apologize. Um, Endless Dungeon was revealed. This Diablo-style combat, but sci-fi with, I thought, pretty cool animation in there. It's a Sega-published game, and it kind of looks like one of those games where, you know, because there was a cool song at the beginning. This girl's singing, and then these people go mm. out and battle. It's just got cool a cool style to it. And then it looks like you do lots of loot, some upgrading, and then your character respawns, and you go at it again. So a little roguelite. Sort of looks like some multiplayer in there. Um, I thought it looked good. Uh, I wasn't expecting this, but I, I think it looks cool. It's the Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. So if you ever played the Yay. old Ghosts and Goblins game, that game was notoriously difficult. And I think the new art style looks really good. I think it looks really pretty, like this kind of cartoon, a little bit um, Dragon's Lair cartoon style. And mm-hmm. um, I think it looks like a lot of fun. I think it's... Uh, Right now, I think it's just coming to Switch, but it might be everywhere, and that's February 25th. So that'll be good. This one got me real pumped uh, when I saw what it was at the end because at first I, I'm watching uh, the cinematic yeah. <laughs> of this game. It's looks like it's in first person. It looks like a cinematic, but they're trying to show you that it's going to be first-person perspective probably. It's futuristic. Stuff's on fire. You're running, jumping, fighting. And then it you hear someone say they, they address the character as dark. And then it pulls back and you see this Joanna Dark. And it's like, oh, they, they're rebooting Perfect Dark. And I saw that confirmed elsewhere that it's not a continuation of the story. It's a reboot. Oh, so it's a reboot. It's a reboot okay. of the franchise. So, uh, that franchise needs a reboot. Yeah, agreed. I actually really liked that announcement. <clears throat> like, obviously, it's gonna that's an ex, pretty much an Xbox series It now. is. It's actually by um, The Initiative, which is a new one of the newer yeah. studios. But it's a Microsoft published game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I actually super like that. Because, like, I just would not have thought perfect dark at all as i'm watching that trailer and then at the end i'm like oh snap. yeah yeah it looks very really so. it looks really pretty so if they go i hope they stick with that style i think it's really nice looks really good yeah and then i thought for a moment platinum games is bringing back uh what was that dragon game that was canceled um oh um i don't remember the dude with the headphones yeah, yeah the headphones dude so i thought they were bringing yeah. that back but no but it is another dragon riding game called century and it kind of has that um kind of air battle dogfighting style where you're flying around on your dragon trying to shoot down other enemies and stuff like that. Um, comes out February 21st. I think there's a beta right now if you want to go give it a try. It's called Century. 
uh, shady part of me looks uh, like a really creative, like visually incredibly creative game. It kind of had a fabric look to a lot of the characters and a lot mm. of the surfaces, but also all hand-drawn and animated. It just looked really pretty. And the idea is it's this girl and her shadow, and it looks like she's trying to either control it or the shadow trying to control her. They're, basically, her shadow seems to have a different personality than her. And so, anyway, it looks like a very creative a visually at least creative game um, right up Derek's alley oh, yeah. obviously it's uh, it's it's out now on all platforms oh there you go Derek oh, yeah, uh, no. this game called Chia <laughs> as soon as I saw this game called Chia the first thing that came to mind was oh another Breath of the Wild clone but this one's the Moana edition because you're essentially on this like ah. Pacific <laughs> Island looking place but you're you know she jumps and has a thing to hold above her head to help her glide she can climb yep. up any surface and but it doesn't look like there's much in terms of combat it looks like a pretty relaxed exploration game uh open roads kind of gave me a, a uh, don't nod or telltale games vibe yeah um but with a different animation style but looks like a story-based game there evil dead the game listen it was funny i was actually starting as i'm watching this trailer i'm just typing out my thoughts and i erased this but i had first wrote oh it looks like a pretty standard cabin horror movie reminds me of evil dead <laughs> and then all of a sudden ash comes like, out oh <laughs> i was like oh there you go it's evil dead because he's and it says something about like it took linda and i was like oh it is evil dead yeah so it's evil dead the game it just looks like a real action-packed multiplayer in the woods game. yeah I, I don't know not sure if it's gonna be good or not but there you go there's some evil dead for you looks fun um, I'll come back to this next one last because it was, I think, one of the biggest reveals. Um, oh, Crimson <laughs> Desert mean, looks really cool, by dude, the way. that game equally was blowing my mind and also kind of making me laugh because, like, graphically, just, like, all the, like, hiccups it was having and, like, the frame rate and, like, inter- interlacing issues, like, all sorts of stuff happening. Yeah, but, like, it seemed like they were having technical difficulties, although the, the, it's the, the video I watched, like, the, um, the trailer that I watched afterwards... Yeah ran pretty smoothly from what i could tell but i okay. did still see a little bit of that um but it, overall the the visuals the look of it whether or not it ran smoothly yeah. the look of it i thought was gorgeous it looked really pretty yeah, um, yeah. and i kind of got monster hunter meets assassin's creed vibes from some of the characters and the battling and, and destructible the environments yeah and yeah. this is supposed to be an mmo i think yeah it looks really cool it looks so, really cool. so yeah that looks cool uh season if you are are just pining for some Shenmue style experiences. Looks like seasons right up your alley. Although I will admit the art style here looks cool. It looks like a full blown like anime, high quality film. Mm. Um, not like anime in the style of of like animated. I shouldn't say anime. It doesn't look anime, but anyway, mm. it looks really really good. Uh, Loop Hero. I'm not that interested in that one. It's another Devolver game. I don't think it looks that fun. But if you like old school games with deck building strategy, give that one a whirl. And then Evil West kind of looks... I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like, but the trailer was kind of cool. This this cowboy comes walking out of a saloon, and it looks like it's going to be a Western, but then he all of a sudden has all kinds of technology on his arms and some kind of armor on. It's like steampunk a little bit? Yeah, a little steampunk, right? Zombies are coming at him from all sides. Then he busts down through the floor, and he's surrounded, so he smashes the floor with this big lightning attack. And I was like, oh, all right. I think it's sure. like R.I.P.D. R. the game or something. Yeah. Um, but it's called Evil West, and... Um, yeah, looks kind of crazy, fun. I think that's by um, Focus. So I think that's the folks who did Greedfall, right? Isn't that Focus? Oh, that would be Spider. Oh, I thought the. I don't know who Focus is. Focus Home Interactive. Well, they're the publisher. Okay. They just published it. Okay, so it's being okay. published by the same folks. Uh, last one I want to mention that was talked about and announced is Arc Two. 
<laughs> I couldn't so, take this seriously, Tim. I just couldn't. So, I could. So I started this trailer, and it sh- and at first it shows zooms in on this flower and shows this little girl with big hair, and I was like, oh, is this like a, another Horizon teaser? Yeah. Like, I wasn't. This, sh- yeah. I thought. I thought maybe we're gonna see Aloy come in and help this little girl or something. Um, but she's told by some man to go ahead and move it along. It looks like maybe her dad or something. I looked closer and I was like, is that Vin Diesel? <laughs> Not only is that Vin Diesel, but is that Vin Diesel in a loincloth right now? <laughs> um, he's yeah. got other armor and stuff on too, but that's who it is. And so it's uh, it's a video game starring Vin Diesel, and he's not Riddick. So that's interesting. Uh, or his Fast and Furious Well, character. it's a sequel to like I, – I don't think Ark is like straight up an MMO, but it's MMO – well, sort of it's like a an survival, MMO, right? like like Rust. You know, it's that kind of okay. thing where you can you can encounter others in your big survival open yeah. world where you're just trying to craft and survive. But like, um, yeah, the so I guess that whole thing was a CD a CG trailer, right? It just the yeah. the movement was super awkward during the fights, right? Like, it was bad. Like, okay, what so was this was that? not high quality. No, not at, at all. all. Um, there were moments where I thought, oh, this was kind of cool. But then in general, I was, I kept going, nope. Oh, nope. Oh, no, 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 no. The fighting no. was so bad. It was, so, it so was bad. pretty bad. Um, so basically the idea is that it's back in kind of, looks like kind of caveman or, um, at least like ancient times, uh, type days. And it's like start... Horizon Zero Dawn mixed with, um, Avatar. And it is more like Horizon than I would have thought because at the end of this whole trailer where they're fighting these kind of crazy alien looking cavemen dudes and then they fight against this big dinosaur that's chasing them then they go into a cave and they're using a computer looking at his id badge so <laughs> i'm like what in the world is this and then it says arc 2 so i don't know man whatever that's i mean it was it was a funny trailer it was it fun was hilar- it was hilarious apparently you get yeah. to play as vindy so maybe i don't know maybe they're trying to give a story to I, arc. I don't know what because well, so i mean that's a, what a bunch of vin diesel's running around like I don't know. Talking about family. It's all about yeah, family. I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to work. All right. Well, let's talk about the winners of the Game Awards, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, I did think it was cool that the overall game picked by players for player's choice was Ghost of Tsushima. Apparently, it came down between that one and Last of Us 2, mm. or back and forth in the voting from what I heard. But uh, Ghost took that award for favorite player choice game. But let's go through. We talked about this last time, too. Um, what some of the nominees were, but let's go through the winners of the categories that Tim cares about. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So feel free to throw in there if you want me. If you want to talk about best esports coach, I can do that. But I'm skipping that for now. Sure. Uh, sorry, Derek. I know you're a big esports fan. Um, all right. So best debut game. So this means that it's a debut game created by a new independent studio. Uh, it was either Carrion, Mortal Shell, Raji, Roki, or Phasmophobia, and Phasmophobia won. Oh, there you go. I know that's a really popular one for streaming. Cause, uh, Especially around Halloween, this past yeah. Halloween, a lot of it people was popular were playing then. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we'll skip content creator because who cares? All right, best multiplayer went to Among Us, which is funny because that game came out, I think, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, um, well-deserved, though. Like, it is. They, they seemed super humble, like, you know. Yep. It was yep. just, yeah, it was nice. Yep, good for them. Their game is now so successful, they just canceled, altogether canceled the sequel. They're like, we don't need that. We just need to yeah. keep doing this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Best sports game went to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. So hey. they, don't, they don't follow our remake rules, everybody. Um, nope. Best sim strategy game. And this is so weird because three of these or four of these nominees are actually strategy games, and one of them is actually just a simulator. 
and the winner was the one simulator game and that's microsoft <laughs> flight simulator and so they, i feel like they should have had a separate strategies how do you decide which is a better sim or strategy gears tactics or microsoft flight simulator it's like those yeah. are so different from each other that i don't know how you pick but yeah i mean whatever uh it is a good game it's an amazing uh technological feat we've talked about yeah. that on the show before Best family game went to Animal Crossing, beating out contestants like Crash Bandicoot, which I would have picked, or Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario, that kind of stuff. Um, poor, poor Gaston. Poor, poor Gaston. Gaston. I'm with you, Gaston. I would have picked Crash for the best family game out of those <laughs> nominees. Our condolences. Yet another old game wins a category here. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate <laughs> wins best fighting game. <laughs> hey. That's right, listen. folks. No, hang on. I just want everyone to know the best <laughs> fighting game in 2020 is a game that wasn't released in 2020. Awesome. All right. Ultimate uh, edition, Tim. Ultimate. It's the ul- okay, sure. It's the 2020 <laughs> edition. Next year is the 2021 edition. Can't wait. Uh, best role-playing game, Daniel. Final Fantasy I don't actually... Re- did, was it seven? Yeah. No? Okay. I, I must have missed... I must have actually missed that one. <laughs> Beating out games like Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza I mean, Like a Dragon. Obviously. So there you go. Best action adventure game went to The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one because I think of if I'm ranking it based on action adventure, I'm ba- I'm gonna go based on which game has the best combination of action and feeling like you're on an adventure. And I would pick most of these games over that, although I haven't played Spider-Man yet. But mm. Ori, Star Wars, Ghost of Tsushima, and Assassin's Creed, I would consider them all p- potentially at least in the action adventure genre better experiences than as much as I loved last of us part two. I don't think of that as like, what a great action and adventure experience, but whatever. It's an emotional adventure, Tim. It really is. That's where I think it shines. Um, best action game went to Hades, beating out things like doom eternal Neo two and streets of rage and uh, half-life Alex. Um, innovation and accessibility. I don't know what that even means. Does that just mean you have good accessibility options for things like colorblindness and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, colorblind handicaps. Menu, like that. Men, reading the menu. Last of Us Part Two won that one. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, accessibility options in that game. So, Best VR or AR experience went to Half-Life Alex, which is not a surprise at all. That game has been completely yep. critically acclaimed. There's like no one who dislikes it that's played it. Um, all right, best mobile game went to Among Us. Another game that didn't come out this year. Uh, <laughs> best best indie game was between Carrion, Fall Guys, Spelunky 2, Spiritfarer, or the winner was Hades. No surprises in most of these, I don't think. Best ongoing game went to No Man's Sky. Hey, I got to give them props. Hello Games yeah. has taken a game that was completely trashed and for a lot of good reasons in 2016. And it is, in my opinion, a really fun and remarkable experience now if you play it yeah. now. I've downloaded you, it on PC and played it, and it's just really pretty and fun, and I I like it a lot more now. It's still not for everybody. It's it's still a game that some people find very boring, but I think it's gorgeous. There's tons of systems in there, to, and there's tons of stuff to explore. I just think it's really cool. Did you see the snippet of Sean Murray accepting the uh, I didn't the award? No. So he literally so as um, Keely or whoever it was was saying, No Man's Sky. Uh, Sean Murray was taking like a sip of beer. And then he'd like quickly like put it down. It was kind of like kind of catching it. He's kind of like <laughs> wiping it. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, sure. So like, he wasn't expecting it, huh? 
Probably not. He's probably like, oh, everyone kept busting our balls about this game. He was probably expecting either uh, Warzone or Fortnite to win that one. Yeah. Uh, best games for Impact went to Tell Me Why. Tell Me Why. Yeah, I'd like for them to tell me why. Best <laughs> performance. This is an interesting one because there's a, a lot of good performances in games this year, but that went to Laura Bailey as Abby for Last of Us Part Two. I think if nothing else, they gave that to her because of all the harassment she received. Yeah, the game well, she out. actually mentioned that in her speech. She's like, oh, people are very passionate about how they feel about yeah. Abby. So. Dude, she, <laughs> both she and Ashley Johnson were so oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Um, all right, best audio design also went to Last of Us Part Two. I'm looking at the other people. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's some cool sounds in there. Best score in music, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, obviously. It, th- yep. That literally would have been a crime if it didn't go to Final Fantasy VII. It's gorgeous music. I love the remake. Some st- and that's literally a crime. The fact that, to me, I see that and I think that's the right pick. Um that tells you how much I admire that because games like Ori and Last of Us Part Two and, and even Doom, they all had just amazing music. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but best yeah. art direction went to Ghost of Tsushima, and I think that's well deserved. Okay, Hades is gorgeous. Final Fantasy VII, Last of Us Part Two, Ori, those are all really pretty games, and they have good art direction. But Ghost was able to somehow make a game run on a base PS4, which I run here in my living room, and it looked like a next gen game. It was. The art was so oh, the yeah. art style and the design was so beautifully done. I couldn't believe this was running on a console that I bought in I think I bought it in 2014, I want to say. I don't um, looks amazing. I don't take like I don't do the whole like photo modes in games like ever. But I mean, how many did like I take and just a bunch of us take for that game like so it many. just that yeah. game is gorgeous. Yeah. Like I yeah. think that was a great pick. Yeah. That game is really pretty. Um best narrative went to Last of Us Part 2. Mm. Um, the only one there that you haven't heard me list as a nominee was 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which by the way, I was looking that up. I didn't realize that's a PS4 exclusive. I don't know why I thought that was elsewhere, but that's only on PS4. Yep. So I went to see how much it was. I thought about buying it in case Derek wanted to try it, but still full price at the moment. So I'm going to wait for a sale on that one. I don't think Derek would like that game, to be honest. He would try it and then tell me how much it's awful. Terrible. See, he already told you. (laughs) Best game direction, which I got to be honest with you, we got to make sure we never award a game for best game direction (laughs) if they've ever had crunch, okay? If they've ever asked their workers to work more than eight hours a day, five days a week, they don't deserve recognition. Um, Sorry, that was just a I saw somebody on on the internet say, because he made the post and then people rebuttaled against it. And, of course, some people agreed about the crunch and how they shouldn't have won this award because that and his reasoning was that's just poor management <laughs> but come to find out he's a night stock shelfer at uh, walmart so he's <laughs> definitely managed before he, yeah, he, he knows he, what good management is exactly yeah. these, these by the way you can say you could get offended like well how could you insult what he does i don't have a problem with what he does as an employee i have a problem when you've never worked in management and you think you know what the you're talking about okay. you don't know what you're talking about shut okay. up yep 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 <laughs> i mean the issue is nobody's read michael scott somehow i manage <laughs> that's really the main issue <laughs> if they just read that book you know also, michael scott's probably the best manager by the, 
Derek, Absol- the, absolutely. Uh, the dead absolutely. giveaway that that guy doesn't have management experience is the fact that he thought that somehow being a game director also involves managing your staff and their time at work. It might involve some of that, but it's not about that. It's about the direction of the game. Yeah. You're overseeing it's all, it's all the entire stupid, game. Man. There's like 20 billion tweets about how that game shouldn't have won best direction because of crunch. Like, you guys are all so dumb. Uh, I hate dumb people. Yep. Well, I predicted that Hades would win uh, overall game of the year, and I picked that basically because I thought um, it's going to be hard for folks to pick between Ghost and Last of Us Part 2 because I figured that would be what most critics come down to. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. Last of Us Part 2 took home the title of uh, this year's Game of the Year award. It took home a ton of, of awards. I mean, obviously that's just nonsense. It should be Final Fantasy Seven, but that's fine. Just saying. I mean, no, it's the greatest game of sure all time. Pretty sure Last of Us Two is gonna win my game of the year as well. The I mean, that's only, fine. You're wrong too. So the only <laughs> nominee out of these six that I would have been perplexed and a little annoyed if it won was Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> the other five, I would have been totally fine with it winning. Like if Doom Eternal the, as a dark horse would have won, I would have been happy with that. It's still a high quality game, even if it didn't hook me like the first one did. Final Fantasy Seven, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part Two. I think all those would be worthy to be picked at an award show like this, but Last of Us took it. It took pretty much everything. I mean, Stole everybody's lunch this year. So this award show is a joke. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke. <laughs> you knew that would be the result. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually a little surprised that Final Fantasy won for uh, best RPG. Not that I don't think it was, because I personally do. I just thought that Persona 5 Royal would win. Since they nominated it, I assumed that one would have won. Maybe a lot of people kind of thought with, with kind of like how we were arguing whether that would seem legitimate or not, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, it's just funny because it probably did come down to those two, and both of those, you can make an argument, already came out. Well, but if you play actually, Final Fantasy Tim, VII Remake, you know it's nothing like the first one. Actually, so. well, it, never mind. It's just spoilery. I can't do it. I just can't do it? Spoilers. All right. All right. Spoilers. I can't do it. I know you want to talk about how there's like a alternate whatever. Uh, we won't go there. Just can't do it. Can't do it. We won't go there. All right. Well, that does it for our episode this week. Thank you guys for taking time to chat. Thank you guys for watching. If you're on YouTube or listening, if you're listening to the podcast, and uh, if you want to watch and you're just listening, feel free to check out YouTube version down in the episode notes. Um, or if you'd like to to join our podcast, you can also check in the YouTube notes. You'll see the links to both in there. So that does it for it this week. See you.